planks had been nailed right across, and finally it had, up until this morning, been hidden by a bookcase that had been put in front of it. And there's the sign, Ridcully, said the dean. You have read it, I assume, you know. The sign which says, Do not under any circumstances open this door. Of, of course I've read it, said Ridcully. Why do you think I want it opened? Um, why, said the lecturer in recent runes. To see why they wanted it shut, of course. This exchange contains almost all you need to know about human civilization, at least those bits of it that are now under the sea, fenced off or still smoking. He gestured to Modo, the university's gardener and odd job dwarf, who was standing by with a crowbar. Go to it, lad! The gardener saluted. Right you are, sir. Against a background of splintering timber, Ridcully went on, It says on the plans that this was a, a, a bathroom. There's nothing frightening about a bathroom, for God's sake. I want a bathroom. I'm fed up with sluicing down with you fellows. It's unhygienic. You can catch stuff. My father told me that. Where you get lots of people bathing together, the Veruca gnome is running around with his little sack. Is that like the tooth fairy? said the dean sarcastically. I'm in charge here, and I want a bathroom of my own, said Ridcully firmly, and that's all there is to it, all right? I want a bathroom in time for Hogswatch night. Understand? And that's a problem with beginnings, of course. Sometimes when you're dealing with occult realms that have quite a different attitude to time, you get the effect a little way before the cause. From somewhere on the edge of hearing came a glingalingalingalingalingalingalinga noise like little silver bells. At about the same time as the Arch-Chancellor was laying down the law, Susan Stowe-Hellett was sitting up in bed, reading by candlelight. Frost patterns curled across the windows. She enjoyed these early evenings. Once she'd put the children to bed, she was more or less left to herself. Mrs. Gator was pathetically scared of giving her any instructions, even though she paid Susan's wages. Not that the wages were important, of course. What was important was that she was being her own person and holding down a real job. And being a governess was a real job. The only tricky bit had been the embarrassment when her employer found out that she was a duchess, because in Mrs. Gator's book, which was rather a short book with big handwriting, the upper crust wasn't supposed to work. It was supposed to loaf around. It was all Susan could do to stop her curtsying when they met. A flicker made her turn her head. The candle flame was streaming out horizontally as though in a howling wind. She looked up. The curtains billowed away from the window, which flung itself open with a clatter. But there was no wind, at least no wind in this world. Images formed in her mind, a red ball, the sharp smell of snow, and then they were gone. And instead there were... Teeth, said Susan aloud. Teeth? Again? She blinked. When she opened her eyes, the window was, as she knew it would be, firmly shut. The curtain hung demurely. The candle flame was innocently upright. Oh, no, not again. Not after all this time. Everything had been going so well. Susan? She looked around. Her door had been pushed open, and a small figure stood there barefoot in a nightdress. She sighed. Yes, Twyla? I'm afraid of the monster in the cellar, Susan. It's going to eat me up. Susan shut her book firmly and raised a warning finger. What have I told you about trying to sound ingratiatingly cute, Twyla? she said. 
The little girl said, You said I mustn't. You said that exaggerated lisping is a hanging offence, and I only do it to get attention. Good. Do you know what monster it is this time? It's the big hairy one with... Susan raised the finger. Hmm? She warned. With eight arms, Twyla corrected herself. What, again? Oh, all right. She got out of bed and put on her dressing gown, trying to stay quite calm while the child watched her. So they were coming back. Oh, not the monster in the cellar. That was all in a day's work. But it looked as if she was going to start remembering the future again. She shook her head. However far you ran away, you always caught yourself up. But monsters were easy, at least. She'd learned how to deal with monsters. She picked up the poker from the nursery fender and went down the back stairs with Twyla following her. The gators were having a dinner party. Muffled voices came from the direction of the dining room. Then...